Okay, so I wanted to get, this is going to be a quick episode. I just wanted to hop on the mic to discuss, like, a few things that have been brewing over the weekend. And um, last week, I just really didn't have time because of these freaking gap weeks with the kids between camp and school. So I didn't have any time to really get on the mic and say anything. But this weekend, you know, the hot topic's been with um, Erica Mena and her calling Spice a monkey. And afterwards, they decided to fire her or just remove her from some of the episodes on um, Love and Hip Hop for next season. Now, the problem that I had with them taking this action is a few things. One is that Who's to say that Erica Mena really knows the impact and that that word monkey and calling a black person a monkey has on our community? Um, she's not a black woman at all. I don't ever think she portrayed herself to be a black woman. She's clearly a Dominican or a Latino or whatever. So she's not aware of our history um, well, to my knowledge, I don't want to say she's not aware because I don't know what she's aware of. If she comes out and say, yeah, I was fully aware, I meant it, then that would be one thing. But to my knowledge, she's not. Our history is no longer taught in school. So it's not like, well, you should have learned this in school. They no longer teach our history in school. Um, so a lot of these younger generations, they just don't know. I was having a conversation with my friend over the weekend, and I told her, my kids came home with a homework assignment and it said um, the definition of slaves were people who worked for little or no money. Huh? And that's how they used, that's, that was their education about slavery. So who's to say that she really knew the impact of being called a monkey on our culture? Um, also, you know, we had the issue with H&M, and that was, I don't know if that was, I think it was pre-pandemic, where H&M had one on this, they had a campaign, and they used a dark-skinned kid, and they called him the biggest monkey or the king of the jungle, whatever, but they referred to him as a monkey. And it was like, huh? Are y'all crazy? But... Other people didn't take offense. And people were saying, well, you know, people overseas were like, well, in our culture, it's not a big thing. Like, it's a cute term to call a kid a monkey. And I have friends, um, I, I don't want to say, but I have friends in Dominican and things like that. And they refer to kids as monkeys. Um, the kids wear monkey, And it's not a big deal to them. It's really not. So in that regard, I think that taking that extreme step to fire her or replace her or whatever was too extreme without any information behind it. Um, I, I really think they should have looked into why she used the term and what was her purpose. Like I said, if she was like, I was just trying to call her a wild animal based on what she said and I just wanted to hurt her, then I don't think the repercussions are warranted. The second thing is that how do we just bypass what Spice said and did to Erica Mena? Now, if we're going to hold Erica Mena accountable, we also need to hold Spice accountable because Spice is a woman who appears to be of a certain age. Um, no disrespect to her, but she looks mid-40s or so. So as a grown woman with children, for you to sit down and attack another woman's children, another woman's children, 
is a problem. People are like, oh, well, she wasn't attacking her children. Yes, she was. She was saying that her son, who is a teenager, um, hates his mother. I, I don't know where y'all come from, but that's a dig. For someone to say that I hate my mother um, and I didn't tell them that, that's a problem because you're talking about a kid and you're saying, like, this kid is disrespectful, he hate his mother. And I haven't seen that kid on this season of Love & Hip Hop. No, let me keep it a buck. I don't watch Love & Hip Hop. I watch the clips, like, on YouTube or Instagram. But I haven't seen that kid since Safari and Evercomina got married. So for unless Ice Spice said, listen, I had a conversation with the kid, and the kid told me he hates his mom. And that's why, whatever, because we're going to get to that part, too. And that's why I said it, because it is true. Um, she should have been held accountable for that also. And plus, telling lies about somebody is actionable um, in court. The other part is that she was literally taking a dig at Erica's mothering of her son. Erica has three kids, but you chose to only go after the oldest one. Why didn't you... Uh, first of all, I'm always, always against women attacking women on issues that affect us only. When women talk about women not being able to give birth um, or get pregnant, I have a problem with that. Um, I think, well, I was very vocal on this podcast uh, that, like, not a lot of people listen to, but about when Nicki Minaj took the dig at Remy about her um, fertility issues. I think that, that we should never go there. We should never go there as women. Um, you never hear a man, two rappers or any in life saying, yo, your sperm count so low, that's why your girl ain't get pregnant. You never hear it. They, because they know like that, that is so hurtful to say to someone that they don't go there with each other. But women, it's like this nasty brawl out where everything's is actually like we could just say whatever we want and nothing's off the table. I think that it should be clear that these kids on these reality shows are off the table. Talking about the kids on the reality shows in a negative way should be off the table. Um, if it was my kids, and no disrespect to anyone, everybody has their own right to make their own choices, I would not have my kids on these shows because of those type of things and the impact that that may have. But if we're going to hold Erica Mena accountable, we need to hold Ice, not Ice Spice, I love Ice Spice, so I was feeling you, um, Spice, the Spice one, the reggae one. Her accountable for what she said. To take a dig at Erica Mena's mothering and... I don't know how old Spice children are. I've raised, I have two adult children, two small children. And let me tell you, the shit gets real. The shit is tough. These kids, I hate you because you bought cornflakes instead of Captain Crunch. And they'll be all over Instagram and Twitter. And as mothers, we're showing up, we're doing our best every freaking day. And Erica, what she went through with Safari has been... Um, I mean, everybody sees it. It's all over TV and everything, and she's been very vocal about it. So who knows what she was going through mentally, emotionally, dealing with that, and then trying to still deal, you know, take care of her son and raise her son. And for you to throw something about her mothering up during that discussion um, and that argument was a problem. I always say, 
no one has a right to comment on someone else's parenting skills. And unless, if you think it's so terrible, then you should be calling DIFAS. Um, I don't know what y'all have in y'all states like CPS or whatever. If you haven't picked up the phone to call DIFAS, CPS, or went to that house to go remove those children from that, remove those children from that household, then shut the fuck up. Because apparently it ain't that bad. Or, in my opinion, you're worse than the mother who's not doing a good job because you know better and you're doing nothing about it. So shut the fuck up about it. That's number two. Number three, and the most fucking important... Oh, I don't want to curse too much, but the most important one about holding everybody accountable is the producers, including Mona Scott Young, of Love & Hip Hop. Now, let's be clear. This episode was filmed. It had to be edited. They had to, Everybody saw and knew what happened. That's, in, that's involved in production. Yet, we saw it. Why? They could have easily bleeped Erica Mena out when she said, oh, you, um, you uh, monkey or whatever. They could have literally just bleeped it out. And it would have been bleep, bleep, bleep. We would have never been the wiser of what she said. We would have thought they were just cursing each other out. They could have removed the whole scene. Well, I don't think they should have removed the whole scene because I think just bleeping it out would have sufficed. If y'all were that outraged about what she did and that, oh, she, she's calling a black woman a monkey and this and this and that, then why didn't y'all just take it out? Take it out. We wouldn't have known. And if y'all wanted to deal with Evercut after that because of what she said, if y'all like, listen, you know, we feel like you did this knowingly and it's racist, um, we're going to suspend you or whatever, then y'all could have did that behind the scenes. But it was like, in my opinion, this and, you know, my whole Twitter handle, JMO, it's just my opinion about it. I think they didn't give a fuck. They like, these N-words ain't going to do shit. They, uh, Viacom don't give a fuck. Paramount, they don't care if we let them call each other monkeys and niggas. We just can't have any uh, anti-Semitic shit going on. I don't think they really gave a fuck. And they didn't think that y'all, that this generation was going to catch on and be smart enough that this was a problem. And for them to end, we need to hold them accountable also. How about they pay some fines? How about they donate some money? How about they, first of all, I, at the bare minimum, they could have at the end of the show sat down and had a discussion about the word monkey and black people's experience with being called monkey, porch monkeys, being compared to monkeys. Um, they could have had different people come on and talk about it. And ask, they could have even had a one-on-one -on -one with Erica Mena, like Mona has done in the past with other, with her favorites that she wants to clear up certain things when they do it, to say, hey, were you aware how offensive this word is to our community? They could have done so many things, yet they decided to do nothing and just let it sit out there and see what people were going to say. Um, I mean, it's no, it's no secret that the ratings aren't popping for these love and hip-hop franchises like they were before because we're seeing people from New York and Atlanta like they just mushing them up and doing whatever trying to get the most bang for their buck but the fact that they allowed that to air they did not bleep it out which I think is offensive to us I think they if if anything I'm more offended by the producers than whatever Kamena said I am so offended that they could have bleeped it out. They could have took the, the end of the scene where that goes left. They could have took it out, and then they could have came on. They could have showed a clip about the history with these things. They could have did so many things, but instead, they just decided that, you know what, F those N-words. Let's just 
let's just see what they say. And then once y'all got up and up, well, which I'm I'm here for y'all. I'm here for my people because we weren't we weren't going to take this line down. Once y'all said something, they like okay, let's do something with Eva Kamina. Uh huh. She's the problem. I doubt she's involved with production. I doubt she's involved with the editing. I doubt she set up that dinner and said, hey, put me in front of Ice Spice. Because when she said, I doubt all of this. So let's hold everybody accountable. And I know, like, um, I don't know if this is your first time checking out the podcast or not. But I had an episode where I talk about the power of words and what we say. And we need to be more careful about what we say. Now, um, I've been... I'm partially saved. I don't want to say I'm fully saved because sometimes I'll be with the bullshit. But I'm partially saved, partially saved. So sometimes I'm here for a good read. But let the read, if we're going to, if you're going to read somebody, then read them down on shit that they control and that's about them. When Miss Candy was reading Miss Sheree about her face and her lying about plastic surgery, yes, that, that, that's okay. Um, I'm also here for people having discussion on the issues. But when you're going to start talking about things that people have no control over, their kid, the way their kid behave and things like that, I'm not here for it. I'm just not here for it. And I think the more that we stand up and say, no, no, this is unacceptable, the less and less we're going to see of it. The more we just, like, give it, it's going to happen. But if they're going to hold Evercomena, um accountable and they're going to suspend her or not air her on the next season, which I, I think that they never said they were firing her. They kind of say she won't appear on the next season or the next episodes of Love and Hip Hop, which in my opinion, unless she has a contract that say, look, if I come and I'm ready to work and y'all decide not to let me work, I still get paid. Um, that's taking money out of her pocket for something. And I'm not, let me tell you, Erica looked like she is a barrel of fun. Oh, shit. I mean, to say barrel like monkeys. But it just seemed like she is really fun and all of that. But I doubt that she had the intent to call um, Spice a monkey based on black people's and dark-skinned people's um, history with the word. I doubt it. Now, if she comes out and say, yeah, I knew what I was doing, whatever, I'll just eat my words and we'll just have it at that. But I, I, I can't. And so that's my opinion on that, that if they're going to hold Evercut accountable, hold everybody accountable, including the producers um, and Mona Scott Young for that. The second thing, this lady with the brick, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because now there's like different reports coming out but there was a story going around where a lady says that she was out and a guy asked for her number she said no he hit her in the face with the brick and all these black men were standing around now there's reports coming out that she could have been doing something else they set up a gofundme which y'all know how i am about these gofundmes you can set up a GoFundMe for anything, and it's like, well, what is the real amount of your damages, and what's going to help you to fix this issue, and do you really need it? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't want to comment on the validity of her claims or anything, but I do want to talk about that issue because um, when I was out young in these streets, you know, whatever, doing whatever, there would be times like uh, uh, guys would ask for your phone number, and I think that it became different because I am a woman of a certain age, so I was out when before cell phones came out. 
Um, so you could give a guy a fake number, write it down on a paper, and they wouldn't know until they got home and tried to call you or got to a phone booth and tried to call you. Then the cell phones came out. So it was like an immediate thing. It was like, you give me your number now. I'm going to call you to verify that this is the correct number. And now that put women in a dangerous position because if you gave a guy a wrong number, they can react on it right then and there. Now, how they reacted, like we, we all know, you cannot control how another person reacts. You can only control how you act. You can only control your intent. So they could react based on that. Now, why should a man be so butthurt whether you give him their number or not? I don't know. But I learned really early that it was just best to just give them a number, to give them something so that you are not in a position where guys like, I'll smack the shit out of you or they're pulling your... I mean, it it gets real. I've seen it and experienced some of it. And I'm like, it's just not worth it because you can always curve them later. So, you know, you would give them your phone number, give them a fake name, whatever. And then when they call you, just don't talk to them. And, yes, it is. we shouldn't have to be in that position. But the same thing is, like, we shouldn't have to uh, look both ways when we cross because, you know, pedestrians, we, once the light changes and we got the right of way, we should be able to walk across the street, just go. But somebody might hit our ass, so we look both ways. It's the same thing, that we have to take some responsibility and control over our actions and our intents to protect ourselves. Now, there's people coming out about how she was dressed, why she was out. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I, I'm never, I'm never going to be with that. I'm never. Because, in my opinion, a man that's going to take advantage of a woman would take advantage of a fucking nun in her full garb. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing. So I'm not with that. But that's my opinion on it. I just think it's just best. Give out a number. Give them your number. And once they call you right there to check or whatever, and then just block them and don't call them back or whatever. Because it's just one girl got, they shot her. She told her, I just got a man. Like, not that you're not attractive. Not that I wouldn't talk to you. I just got somebody. I have somebody already. So it's just not worth it. Like, it's just not worth it. Just do do what you got to do and just leave that alone, in my opinion. Um, I would love to hear your opinions on it, uh, about all of these topics. The last topic I'm going to touch on before I get off of here is this whole thing with the donations with um, Oprah Winfrey and The Rock. This is like the silliest shit I've heard all month. The Rock and Oprah Winfrey asked, set up a foundation, donated some money, and then asked for donations from the public. This is what people do. This is what people do. But for some reason, everybody is so offended because they're like, well, Oprah's a billionaire. Why can't she just do it? Or The Rock has a lot of money. Why can't he just do it? Number one, if you do not believe in a cause or you do not believe that they truly are trying to help and going to give the money out or things like that, then don't fucking donate. Don't donate. Block Oprah on your Twitter. Block her on Instagram. Mute her stories. The Rock, all of them. Don't even hear about it no more. I don't see how her asking for donations warrant a, a personal attack on her. Like, what the fuck? Don't do it. Don't do it. But to imply that because she's rich, 
or wealthy or she has $2 billion net worth or whatever it is. Because I heard people start breaking down her net worth and how she could just give $500 million and that would be... She has no obligation to do that. She has no obligation to do anything. But let's not act like in this country, people using their celebrity to generate money for nonprofits or for causes they believe in is not the norm. It's the fucking norm. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. So now my question becomes, is it because it's Oprah and she's a black woman and she has more than the other ones have? Um that that becomes a problem. Uh, Rock, I don't consider The Rock to be a black man at all. Um, I guess Hawaiians are Polynesian or whatever, but I don't consider him to be a black man. And uh, I'll go into the longer thing later, but I think in order to be identified as a black man, you cannot be identified as anything else because a black man can't, uh, smoothed his hair over one way and blend in with a different cult and say, well, I'm not one of them. They always are one of them. And I don't think that The Rock fits into that category. So I don't consider him to be a black man. But is it because it's these people? Or if, I mean, like, if Diddy would have said, hey, let's raise some money, would people have the same... Thing. If Taylor Swift would have did it, would they have that same? It, it's just like ridiculous. And then the other part I just don't understand about the outrage, don't give them your money. If you believe like, oh, I shouldn't have to donate, I don't want to get, don't fucking give them your money. They are not coming door to door with a gun like, yo, hand it over. They're saying, hey, this is our goal. We want to raise this amount of money so we could give every household in Hawaii affected by the fires this amount of money. Um, help us reach our goal, and that's it. But people are, like, personally attacking Oprah Winfrey for this, and I'm just like, what in the entire fuck? Then they're talking about, well, she owns all that land over there. It's a ton of these celebrities and um, executives and silicone that own land over there. Well, that's the people's land. Okay, the white man took their land like they took everybody else's land and sold it to the highest bidder. How is that? What did she do? I mean, it's just so freaking ridiculous. And one girl posted up, and I think I made on Twitter, and I may have gave her more credit than it should have warranted because I just realized, like, it's the name of Chris Rock's uh, last comedy special, Selective Outrage. But she was like, this selective outrage is ridiculous. I'm like, yes, that's it. Exactly. It's like selective. Like you, the, One person chooses or a few people choose who we should be mad at or who they should go against. And then everybody just jumps on and for what reason? While the other ones just skate by and do whatever and nobody says anything. It's like if the conduct is outrageous for Oprah, then it should be outrageous for every American that owns land in Hawaii. And I'm not talking about the... Uh, I don't even think Hawaiians want to consider themselves American, honestly. Um, but uh, they are part of America. But I'm talking about every American born in the uh, 50... Uh, what do they call them? Y'all know what I mean, where they all connected, the connected state. Born here in the U.S. who own land in Hawaii. That outrage should be for all of them. Yet nobody else is ca catching any outrage. And 
it's only her. I, I, I just don't understand. But y'all can let me know what y'all think about celebrities and wealthy people asking for donations for causes that they um, believe in. I don't know. I think it's the only way to get money and every little person chipping, but whatever. Well, it's not the only way to get money because, of course, they could get it different ways. But I don't have a problem with it. But you could let me know your opinion. So... That's it for this week. I'm going to wrap it up. I just wanted to touch on those three topics really quick because they were like the things just buzzing all weekend. I'm going to get on this mic again during the week. I'll probably do um, more of like, you know, I always say, uh, what is it, ratchet and righteousness, more of the righteousness and talk about some of those things. And then you guys could let me know what you think about the podcast what do you think about the topics if there's anything that you want to discuss um if you don't know really quickly like any of the background about what the podcast is about it started off as two women two women my friend she used to host with me of a certain age that we were of a certain age we had lived life we have children we were married all types of things careers and um and we're still on some bullshit sometimes. So just having those discussions where we were like out of the shade room ever for most part. Because sometimes they have people in there. I'm like, who? Who are these people? I don't know. But we were still, you know, wanted to have a place where we could discuss issues and topics that is important to us. Now it's just down to me, Sasha. I'm by myself or by myself. Um, so, but it's the same premise. And I'm going more into, you know like those topics that affect us grown-ass people. And you can just let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter at JMOAbout, and on Instagram, it's at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. I'll talk to you later. Hey.